Recording. You ready to go? Ready to go. All right, Chuddy. This is uh, is this our fourth now or third? This is our fourth. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So, um, and we're what three weeks into the season? So we're we're doing pretty well. Sounds about right. We're yeah. one nine games in, so nine out of seventy-two. That's one eight, one eight. Perfect. So we're we're right on track, I'd say. Um, so we were just discussing, um, kind of the show notes, what we're thinking. So I think let's go with likes and dislikes to get us started. Um, and that could be, you know, anything, players, coaches, um, anything, you know, general overview, whatever you're like, whatever you want to talk about. Um, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, so sure. things things you've liked. Um, I know, obviously, you know, Pritch is the talk of the town. Um, I mean, I don't even, is that even worth getting into? I mean, it's kind of like beating a dead horse yeah. at this point. But if you want to just like talk a little bit about that, let's get us started. Sure. So, I mean, we, I think this podcast, we were probably about as ahead of it as anyone calling I believe I said what Pritchard would would be playing over Jeff Teague by the end of the season. I should have said the beginning of the season because he's he's there already. He's been our he's probably our fourth best player, most reliable so far. I, I think he's playing about that many minutes, and it's just it's not even really a surprise anymore. You expect him to go out there and make the right play, and he has been. I mean, the the buzzer beater tipping was kind of just the cherry on top, but uh, you know if you've just watched the highlights and that's all you've seen, he's he's been rock solid with very few exceptions and he's already like I said becoming a guy you trust and a guy who I would say as of right now with Kemba Hurt he's he's solidified a spot in our crunch time lineup playing real minutes so that's exceeded any expectations even though unlike most we we had high expectations yeah no I mean I think going into the season obviously the expectations weren't high but you know we kind of jumped on board pretty quick. And um, I mean, I think the things he's been doing is sort of what we thought he was going to do just maybe to a higher level. I mean, like, you know, he's, we knew he had confidence and he was going to be poised and, you know, he was, you know, farther along than most rookies. So, um, you know, the grit and the hustle and everything, that's pretty much, you know, what everyone knew he was coming into it but I think you know the level that he's he's doing these things is probably I would say unexpected at least this early in the season um so that's obviously something uh that's been going right for us um, yeah I think you said just like in general how he's it's more that he's ahead of anyone's schedule and like right. I said we were kind of on it earlier saying that's more than just the the obvious like you know gritty stereotypes the kid he really has some, 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 some skills. Like he's a oh, good yeah, player. Yeah. Not, he's not just a try hard. He's for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as evidenced by, you know, he's already put up what 23 and eight in a game. Like that's for a rookie. Yeah. I, you I know, that there's no, there's nothing you can say about that. That's just impressive. So yeah. I don't think anybody would have expected a 23 and eight game, you know, this season from him. I mean, unless it right. was a garbage, a garbage game, but no, that's, yeah. uh, and it wasn't. So, no, no I mean, exactly. it's been all, all positives with, Pritchard so far looking like an absolute steal. Yeah. Um, so yeah and, and he, and they've, 
Hold up. You there? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, overall, it's been great. There are still, there's still some some growth that can be there too, which is which is oh, great. I mean, you know, I think he's, into his he's much better getting to the hoop and finishing than I thought. I guess he's got he's got like you said a lot more skill. He's solid shooter from three. I don't know what his numbers are, but I'm well, confident with know, him taking the shot. A lot of a lot of it too is he just does things that are you know he goes and gets baskets easy points there was yeah. i've seen more than one occasion where off a made basket they threw it into him and the other team is just you know lazy getting back and he just pushed yeah. it and got right. what looked like a fast break layup against yeah. what should have been a set defense and it's like that's not an element that a lot of nba teams and players necessarily have so yeah. to see him score you know multiple layups just out of nowhere where in, in spots that were, you know, tight game spots again. So off a of made basket, pushing it like that, taking a layup in transition. Those are just great plays that we were missing. Yeah. The taking the easy buckets, like you said, that's, that's something you get more out of like experienced veterans. Um, you yeah. don't really get that out of like, you know, these young kids and rookies or whatever. So, I mean, that's, it's nice that we're getting that element from him because I think, you know, we are kind of lacking that, to a point and just um, one, one other specific thing about him to point out that i really like is his ability to keep the dribble alive yeah he gets into the zone kind of, uh he's kind of probing the defense and it'll, it'll go all the way you know kind of under the under the hoop almost like the hockey move and mm-hmm. keep on dribbling and he's he's got himself a couple of kind of easy shots and layups just by being patient and mm-hmm. doing something unexpected and had a few easy dishes underneath and that's another thing that we really don't didn't have a lot of guys who are who are playing that way and it's a good skill to have Um, so then moving on, uh, another one who, you know, I guess kind of in the same boat as Pritch, um, as far as, you know, we expected a lot from him, but he's exceeding those expectations is Jalen, obviously. Um, to be honest, I've, I never saw this sort of ceiling from Jalen. I mean, I don't know if this is a ceiling, but the way he's playing right now is probably more than the ceiling that I ever would have projected for him. Um, I always thought he was going to be like a really good player, but uh, I just never saw him being this solid of a scorer and shooter even. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's turning into kind of the whole package, which I just didn't foresee. Um, and that's the step he's taken from the playoffs to now, which don't understand how it's possible considering how much time was off in between. Like, I don't know how he had, enough time to really work on his game to the point where, you know, he's taken this sort of a leap from, you know, fringe all-star to possibly all NBA at this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously excited about Jalen, what he's doing. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there's not much else to say about Jalen. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, this is, I think as it's, he continues to kind of exceed expectations every year and every year he's added so much to his game. And mm. I think, like you said, it almost seemed like he took an extra jump in the bubble and with such a short off season, it was hard to see him taking a jump, but he has taken a massive jump. And I think, you know, part of that is his work ethic. He's such a hard worker. You know, you see the videos of him working, you hear the stories and you can just tell by looking at him. I mean, he's in incredible shape. He's never tired out there and he never even takes possessions off. Um, but like you said, it's those, those skills he's honed where 
he's breaking guys down off the dribble. You know, he's, mm-hmm. I didn't see him. You didn't, no one saw him make, you know, when he came in, he had a shaky handle and even watching him catch the ball in transition yeah. and put it on the floor was like a hold your breath type of moment. <laughs> now he gets the ball and he's ISO and good defenders and yeah. he's making guys look silly, yep. you know, going hesitation moves, going left off cross and over, getting to the basket, stopping starts, you know, and then his, his mid range game, like you said, is shooting. He's, he's turned, you know, I never would have thought that an ISO for Brown where he's just going to break a guy down on the dribble and mm. shoot a step back fadeaway elbow right. jumper is a good possession. But at this point it is, he's, <laughs> he's shooting it at a high enough percentage. And it just, the thing is nothing about it looks fluky because yeah. he's, he's clearly worked on and added those skills and he, you know, he, it's incredible to see. And you also wonder how much of it is just kind of, again, you know, Hayward leaving has made his role much more clearly defined right now. You're the number two guy, um, you know, so he's getting a lot of usage. He's confidence and uh, ability are, are just <laughs> seeping yeah. forward. And like you said, not, not unexpected in the sense that we all thought he'd be good and keep getting better, but to see him come out the gates like this, where he's, you know, up there for the league leaders and scoring and stuff. Yeah. And he's making, he's making plays, just great reads, great assists. And yeah, like you said, we could keep on gushing. There's really nothing to uh, debate about there. It's just been awesome to see. And I think the only question would be to kind of pick it up from where we left off our last podcast, where you said at the end of the day, you would trade mm. Jalen for Harden. I said, I wouldn't have you, have you changed your mind or. Uh, I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely trending in the other way. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say yes right now, but I don't want to overreact. I mean, that was what, two, two weeks ago. We talked about that. Um, I think that was before the season. Right? And I know, before Oh, season. was it before the season? Um, so obviously like you're saying, it's not fluky, nothing about what he's doing looks fluky, but um, you know, what the way he's been performing is one of the reasons why it's so easy to root for is because his entire game is from hard work and just like, busting his ass you know he like you said doesn't take possession off his shot didn't exist basically when he came to the league he was about as raw as it gets he couldn't dribble he couldn't do pretty much anything other than just be athletic um he wasn't even a great finisher really i mean he that was probably the best part of his athletic and raw and he's like you said he's just worked his ass off on every aspect of his game so you gotta love that that's 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 an easy and the other thing it's it's kind of funny that harden is the guy he and harden are the guys getting talked about in a swap because you know how much this is cliche whatever but in terms of just like culture and the kind of guys you want and you know all the gravitas around the guys brown seems like in terms of the off the court and what he says and leadership and all that, you couldn't ask for a better guy. And Harden, obviously, we don't need to get into uh, (laughs) – he's basically at least least perceived as basically the opposite. Right. Yeah. And, I mean – Not a hard one. (laughs) Jalen's been proven to be, you know, mature beyond his years. Um, You know, so the culture aspect of it and just – Absolutely. who he is and likability factor. I mean, that's got to come into play. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I think he means a lot to this city of Austin right now. You know, he's, mm. he's established himself as more than just a, an asset. Certainly. Yeah. No. And I mean, I still think probably if you 
swapped him and Jalen out a one for one right now. Harden and J- uh, Jalen. Yeah. I still think your ceiling for this year and next year is probably a little bit higher. It probably is. Depending, um, on, depending on who else, you know, is in the trade and right. what are the stipulations there are. But I mean, if, you know, we get Eric Gordon and Tucker too, then yeah. Right. yeah. So I, I guess depending on what the actual package is, um, still would probably do it. Um, a one for one, a one for one swap. I would still do it. I just think, I think it's too hard to pass up on that. Um, and I mean, a one for one stop swap isn't like ridiculous either to think now if you're, you know, if you're Houston. It's, really, it's not crazy. No, I mean, yeah, it's a couple of weeks ago we said it as like a joke, but it's not really a joke anymore. Well, no, all and and all the speculation would be that for that to happen, we'd have to throw in either Marcus or Kemba, which. Yeah. I mean, some of that is, is, you know, on the financial end, but ne- yeah. but now it's like, basically you'd think if we were to make a deal, it's basically Jalen. And then, you know, we'll give you some like fringe guys, but you're not getting another. Right. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Well, thanks for bringing that up. And. <laughs> Had to. Uh, so then next on my list, um, which I know you've been excited about is Shemi. Um, he's, I wouldn't say he's exceeded my expectations. I think he's just turning into the player that I kind of thought he would be like two years ago. And I mean, maybe the whole getting to the basket thing, I never saw him being like a guy who would, you know, play off the dribble and like take it to the hoop and, you know, finish or get fouled. I, I never really expected that from him. Um, maybe a little bit, but. You know, just I always thought his role would just be, you know, play defense and hit corner threes. And I mean, I never saw any reason why he couldn't just be a guy that hits corner threes. Um, that's valuable to an offense like this and a team like this. And he's kind of turning into that guy now. I mean, I don't cringe when he shoots a three. I don't cringe when he plays off the dribble or takes it to the hoop. Um, I'm like fairly confident with, you know, him his offense overall and you know his defense has always been there for the most part um so i'm i'm happy with uh with shemi i think he's really good in his role as i don't know what's eighth player off the bench or something i mean sixth seventh eighth depending on who's available but um mm. i don't know I'm, I'm i'm satisfied with him yeah sammy has definitely been a pleasant surprise this year i mean because like you said it was you know as recently as the bubble it was almost at the point where I, would, I felt like there was just nothing more to mm. semi, which was unfortunate because yeah. again, you know, he's obviously such a good defender, so strong, and he's you know a fun guy who we all like. But I didn't think he was going to make the team this year. I mean, I thought it was a, very likely that he was on the. Well, on the, I mean, on the I thought fringe. he would just because Brad defers to guys he trusts on defense, and yeah, right. you know, semi at least kind of will always have that advantage that he's a big guy who can defend in his versatile, which we know how much Brad loves and. Mm. For that reason, he just, he's worth keeping around as a you know twelfth man. But yeah, again, the shooting and I wonder how much is you know just working with Drew Hanlon, the famous shooting coach, who uh, yeah. you know Jalen's shooting coach. Who it looks like the, the shots changed a little. He's he's clearly more confident, which right. is a huge part of it. And you know, again, it seemed like last year he was so tight and just overthinking every time. Every time he touched the ball, he looked like a deer in the headlights. And I think mm-hmm. part of it is just a lack of confidence in his role and a lack. You know, he knew he was shooting poorly. And he knew it was killing us. And he knew that, you know, 
his minutes were far from guaranteed, which is another thing I'm sure we'll get to. But with the way he's playing, I, I wish he was kind of more solidified in the rotation. And, you know, we, I don't know. We'll get into it later, I'm sure. But the other night, he getting a DNP in the second half against the Heat. Right. Where right. after he played, you know, I know it's a tough matchup and we want someone in there to chase shooters, but Semi was playing well. We were doing well when he was on the court. Um, you know, I don't see any reason why he can't get in there. And, and I mean, another thing we'll probably talk about is the starting lineup now with some of these guys out for uh, the contact tracing. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't at all mind seeing Semi start at the four. So, uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah. been a pleasant yeah. surprise as someone who is seems like at least a reliable bench player and someone who I think can be in our rotation, which again, a few weeks ago, I wasn't confident in that at all. Um, and someone else that I'm kind of, I kind of see him as a, you know, rich man's shemmy in a way is Grant. Um, you know, they're not exactly the same player, but um, <laughs> I like, I like what Grant's been doing. He's been, I say much more consistent than he was last year. Um, and, or, you know, much it's just steadier. I mean, he's pretty much the same player overall, um, but, you know, much less hiccups, I guess. Um, you know, he's sort of, well, you know. I disagree a little bit there. Really? I think What's he's it? had not a great start to the year. He was, you know, very good last game, but, he, again, he got a DNP the game before, and he's, mm. there's been a couple games where it's like he doesn't even get off the bench. So there's another situation where, no, overall I've been pleased with Grant. I like Grant. I think he's good. He had a few rough games, a rough stretch, which, again, led to him not playing, but mm. I think that was unfair. Another situation where I think he should be steadily in the rotation, and a lot of this stems from another thing we'll get to, which is kind of the redundancies right now on the roster where all a lot of our – best players available right now all ideally really should be playing the same position so i get that you know some nights it's tough to find minutes for grant but he is a guy who again i think should be getting his 15 20 minutes off the bench at you know the four or the five obviously yeah Um, i I mean mean, i think he's another guy who i think we both thought would be good and for the most part has been yeah and he'll he'll get some more time you know the next week or whatever with all these people oh, he's uh, out. all these people out he's Wait, out with it grant oh yeah that's right <laughs> it's the grant whole... time lord uh who else <laughs> it's uh robert grant tristan robert grant, yeah, yeah, that's right i think that's just those three carson was reported but then they said yeah. that was false that's too uh, bad um yeah yeah i keep forgetting <laughs> about grant um all right. Well, then that's not the case. But no, he won't be getting minutes now. But uh, yeah. in general, you know, even when the team's at full strength, and we'll see what the team looks like at the end of the year. But he's a guy who I expect to be a useful player off the bench. But I, yeah. I think he's got to have a real role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and him and Shemi kind of have a little bit of overlap, but he's kind of like a Shemi with a little bit more skill. I think. Um, so probably a little bit more. A little bit higher of a ceiling, but more of an inside. Sammy's a little more naturally, I think, a perimeter player. Yeah, right. Who we kind of forced to go big, and and Grant is kind of more naturally an interior player who we forced to go small. Yeah, right. And he's been and more consistent kind of, from three. They've met at a similar spot. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, another like would be Time Lord, which I don't think we'll have any argument from anybody really. Um, but I mean, overall, as far as our bigs go, 
I think he's been just about a best big in every aspect of being a big. <laughs> I mean, he's, I think he's been our best rebounder, best shot blocker, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe defense overall. I mean, he's much better than he has been, but, you know, there might be a little bit of growth he can have on his overall defense. But, you know, he's getting into passing lanes. He's solid off the pick and roll. Um, I think he's been kind of an underrated passer and decision maker almost where, you know, if he's getting the ball, if he gets the ball off an offensive rebound, he's making the right decision. It's either he's under the basket and he's dunking it or, you know, he's passing it back out and resetting the offense, which um, I can't say the same about some of our other bigs, but um, I don't know why he's, you know, ninth in minutes per game. Um and obviously we're not going to see, you know, that number grow in the next couple of weeks, but um, I don't know. I just love the way he's been playing. I mean, he's been, I know, I think coming out of the draft, wasn't there a little bit of concern about his motor, I guess. Isn't that sort of why he kind of dropped yeah, down the board? I, yeah. The, the work ethic and the off the yeah. court stuff and how yeah. seriously he really took basketball and stuff like right. that, which, you know, so, was yeah. off, up at times, but I mean, I'm pretty much with you and would, you know, go even further that his passing has been awesome and that he's yeah. our best, best, one of the best passing players on the whole team. And yeah. it's, you know, we've been playing offense through him at the high post. He's making, you know, he's made a couple of nice big to big passes. The kickouts have been great. And it's just an element again, that the other two guys don't bring And you know, maybe Thompson a few years ago did not as much as, as Rob does now, but you know, just, the deep when we can play three shooters or you know no no tatum and brown and then you know basically anyone else who's a three-point threat threat so he stretched the floor let tatum or brown iso and then have rob underneath for a lob the offense to me looks borderline unstoppable um and i mean tyson thompson aren't bad players but they don't offer that same ability especially not when they're on the court together Another thing we'll get into later, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I just think Rob's awesome. Like you said, he needs to play more. And it's, you know, I keep repeating myself, but it's a redundancy on the roster that all these guys really can only play the five, obviously. And so they can't really play together. And we just have too many guys who kind of right now, without a move being made or someone kind of just getting bumped out of the lineup, it's tough to create more minutes. Right. I get that. But Williams looks like he just needs to play more. Yeah. It's going to be tough to, to, to give at whose expense may be tough to decide, but he, yeah. he's got to be out there for like 25 plus minutes a night the way he's yeah. playing. And, and that's going to just allow him to play more and get better and better. Because mm-hmm. like you said, the, the thing that was keeping him off the court in years past and the reason that we thought maybe it wouldn't work was he would just get bodied by bigger guys. I mean, you know, yeah. we haven't seen him go against like Embiid or anything yet, but he was taking on a couple guys, you know, like um, Valanchunas comes to mind, guys in the past who, were, who would have just posted him up and just gone to work. And Rob mm-hmm. was holding his own. So if he can stay down there with guys like that, I yeah, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. I think he needs to play a lot. And I think offensively and defensively, he can be, you know, our our five who is in, in the big minutes and yeah. would just add an awesome element with our other young guys. So, yeah, he's, all, he, in, I think all he's, in on Rob. He's learning how to use his – athleticism and you know i guess quickness against these bigger yeah bigs which right. i mean it was what he's, he's playing smarter yeah um, a lot smarter. 
all he ever I had mean, to do. Yeah. So, you know, he's, I think he's kind of turning into, you know, who we hoped he would, um, you know, a few years ago. I mean, he was also kind of raw too. Um, but, you know, he's, he's turned into, you know, a really good fit for us and, you know, 16 minutes a game is what he's playing right now is just seems insane to me. Um, Tristan at 23, Tice at 22. I mean, I know they're it's, veterans, but well, and, it's and just none of, crazy. none of those numbers in a vacuum by themselves are bad. Like, I'm fine with those amount of minutes. It's just there's so many guys getting that number of minutes. Like, yeah. if you just tell me, you know, you don't tell me a roster, but you're like, on a good team, Tice is playing 21 minutes. I'm like, that's reasonable. Yeah. It's completely reasonable, you know? It's just all of these guys together. It's like, in today's NBA, you don't really need three good centers when yeah. – None of them are power forwards. Like none of them have the power forward ability, you know, Tice, they're trying to do it with, but he's just not, it's, you know, not working. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for likes, that's pretty much where my list ends. <laughs> um, do you have anything else, anyone else you want to add or anything else you want to add to it? Well, I just think that, <laughs> um, the fact that you don't have it on your list probably speaks to how great it really is. And that's, you know, Jason Tatum, how can you not have Jason well, Tatum yeah. as a, as we kind of, I think it's almost taken for granted that he will keep taking these leaps and ascending, but he is yeah. seamlessly stepped into being the go-to guy on this team. And, you know, any complaints thus far are really just nitpicking because he yeah. just continues to grow. He checks every box. His stats have gone up since last season and, almost every single category, including, you know, efficiency percentages, obviously along with the better usage. And it's like mm. the fact that at his age, you know, I look around the NBA and you see like a team like the Hawks the other night, who another guy, Trey Young, they're trying to elevate to superstar status like that. Mm-hmm. They got, they lost the game and he had like seven points and three. Assists. <laughs> I know. I know. You just don't see that happen with Tatum. Like even his bad nights, he's getting, you know, in the low twenties, it feels like, or, right. you know, there'll be games where like he's, he ends with like a quiet 27 points. And I think that's mm. the sign that of a superstar is, you know, yep. he doesn't have off nights every night. It's like, he's getting you close to 20. I think his worst scoring game this year has been like what, 18 points. And that was when Jalen scored 40 and we right. had yeah. like three quarters. Like yeah. he's doing everything that a superstar you would want to do. And, you know, he mm-hmm. just has to continue to grow and, you know, there was nitpicking again, it's nitpicking because we want him to be that good and we know he can, but it's, it's still weird how he'll have, you know, one game where he shoots double digit free throws and then the next, he doesn't get to the line. So yeah. I want to see that improve consistently, but I think it, it will. And it mostly has, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we, we didn't want the end of game shot against uh, when he did shot the step back three, but yeah. you know, he's, he's kind of corrected it obviously. And yeah. we played nine games. And he has what two game winners in the last like three seconds. So again, it probably seems like a nitpick to really. Yeah. yeah I mean, I didn't have him on there. Cause like you said, it's just, I mean, that's pretty much, this granted. isn't, you know, yeah, let's take it for granted at this point. And um, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable to take it for granted. Cause this is kind of who we, you know, he's been, this is what he's been trending towards. Um, right. His so usage. Not- he's, he's, he's shooting more pretty much across the board like let's see two more shots a game but his field goal percentage is up his three-point percentage is up significantly I mean he was shooting just over 40 percent last year which is good 
it's at 45 percent right now which is just silly yeah um <laughs> free throw percentage is up but like you're saying the free throw attempts like that number has got to come up there's no reason why he can't yeah. be like a seven or eight free throw a game guy um at least you know, probably not right now but you know in the next year or two i mean that's he's got that potential i mean you see these games where he's shooting 10 12 free throws i mean it's not like it doesn't look crazy it's not like oh wow he shot 12 free throws which kind of just happens throughout the game because you know he he's still taking he never, it he doesn't hunt for fouls i think that's the, that's what it is he yeah, draws exactly. a lot of fouls or but he, he's not going out there kind of looking for fouls and sometimes you almost wish he would you know right. possessions breaking down and it's like just drive in there and throw yourself into the rim and mm-hmm. You might score, you might get a foul, like whatever. Right. But yeah. but at the same time, when you said, like you said, it seems like he's making every other step back three at worst. So it's mm. hard to complain that he's not yeah. drawing fouls when he's hitting mm. all these threes. So, yeah. Um, all right. So then obviously Jalen, like, uh, is anyone else, who else do you want to add to that or any aspect of the team you want to add to it? Um, I mean, again, nothing specific. It's been it's been mostly likable. I, I wouldn't say anything else like stands out that has exceeded my expectations. I mean, Marcus has been, you know, again, quietly solid. Does whatever he's asked to do on any given night, and you're you know what you're gonna get. So there's you know nothing really surprising to talk about there. But he mm-hmm. just continues solid as his role continues to change and grow. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? No, that's that's mostly it. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's move on to things we've disliked. Um, I think, I mean, number one for me, well, I don't know. It's not number one for me, but I think the most obvious one probably would be uh, Neesmith, who's not even super disappointing, I guess. It's just, I thought we would get more out of him, you know, even this early in the year. I know he just, he's out there and he looks lost on defense. Um, and he just seems like he's, you know, he seems like he's too just out of sorts when he's out there to even hit shots. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, obviously it's going to come with, you know, with time. And I mean, what, what I'm seeing is what I'm hoping for is kind of, you know, how Jalen came around year one where, you know, was slowly worked in, kind of learned how to play, you know, in the system um, defensively. And then, towards the end of the year and the playoffs is when he kind of really figured it out and started hitting stride. Um, so I'm not worried about him, but um, I was hoping we at least, you know, he'd be able to come in and get, you know, 10, 12 minutes a game and hit a few threes and just, you know, that, that's all I was really looking for. And I, I'm a little disappointed in that, but um, he's young. It's early. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I mean, we were probably getting ahead of ourselves expecting him to play a meaningful role when you think about the fact that you know he was one season a call one year removed from college where he was largely injured and no preseason no training camp no summer league and now you know a good competitive team it's just hard to find minutes when there's uh, you know we're already complaining not that there's to play in the same position but so many guys were already saying need more minutes it's hard to find you know minutes for a kid where there's so many clear growing pains so kind of an uh, example of where it hurts not having the red claws available this year because he'd <laughs> probably be at least getting some meaningful run there and playing yeah. more competitive with, uh, with, with the schedule and everything. Unfortunately, it's just – he's probably not going to have a lot of 
chance to even really practice and mm-hmm. you know hate to say it but uh, it's hard to almost imagine his role growing a lot this year unless you know he has to play due to necessity or something but it, yeah, yeah. it kind of seems like be more of a long-term project with him yeah especially I mean I, I keep forgetting that you know Romeo's injured and you know not that I think he's great or anything but he'd probably he'll probably jump Neesmith in the rotation too when he gets back assuming health oh, 100%. I mean um, Romeo again goes back to just Brad trusts him on defense yeah. so play off the bench he, he i think we all thought that if romeo was fully healthy he would have been a meaningful guy and i mean especially mm-hmm. now he'd probably be a, you know first wing off the bench because he just is a true wing yeah you know we're either playing two excess guards or excess bids where yeah. our, our wings our two best players are wings but <laughs> other than that it probably romeo would be the next like true wing player unless he right. considers coming. No, I don't. Um, so next I would probably go with um, – it's probably not a common opinion, but I haven't been overwhelmed with Tristan. Um, I think I, I get his role is important, is going to be important for us, um, especially in the playoffs when we play some, like, you know, real bigs or, you know, Giannis or whatever. Um, and I'd say only slightly disappointed, but he does seem to, he forces a lot of these, uh, I don't know, post-ups and it just, it kind of seems like he's not playing as much in his role as he could. Um, you know, I like the way he's playing defense for the most part. Um, you know, he's pretty solid down low. Um, he's obviously going to get offensive rebounds, but, you know, he'll get offensive rebounds and, you know, I don't mind if he puts it right back up and, you know, dunks it or for an easy layup or something like that. But even sometimes he's down low and he gets an offensive rebound. He's smothered. He just forces it. He's just, he's forcing a little bit too much on offense. And I'd like to see him maybe, you know, kick that ball out and reset the offense pretty much like what Robert Williams is doing. You know, he'll get an offensive rebound and just punch it back out to, you know, to the three, reset the offense and, get a better shot but um i think he's gonna figure it out but right now i I just i'm hoping for a little bit more from him i think that's fair and i think like you said he definitely looks like he's pressing a little bit on offense and i i wonder how much of that is just unfortunately being on those shitty cleveland teams years and just thinking when he gets the ball you know why the hell not who am i kicking it out to right i wonder if that's part of it um i also wonder how much we look at him as disappointing almost because Rob Williams has looked so good that now it's almost leaves you wondering, did we really need to sign Thompson? Um, but I mean, again, it's tough because it, it, he doesn't stretch the floor at all. So you, you're never going to play him. You're never going to play really two bigs there. Um, so like you said, it's, it's a meaningful and important role. And I think he's pretty much been what I thought he would be. It's just, it's kind of worked out in a frustrating way that there's too much overlap with Tyson Wilt and Rob Williams that uh, you'd like to see, if not him playing better, maybe some of those other guys get other minutes. Again, it comes back to kind of the redundancies where we have to shake something up to, to kind of clear up the minutes and who's playing when. But I also want to point out that it seems like by all accounts and from everything you hear from kind of the guys around the team that Thompson, just as a locker room guy, hmm you know, a vet who's won a ring, 
um, and was very, you know, apparently vocal in that locker room, um, has kind of taken Time Lord under his wing, and it sounds like he's almost kind of guiding him. So it's, you know, silly to sit here and not say that, you know, a lot of what Time Lord's doing seems like kind of the things that he, we needed him to improve. Thompson may really be helping him make significant improvements mm-hmm. there. So, yeah, no, and I agree with that. The off the court stuff, I think, has been big. I mean, you see him on the bench, everyone seems to love him. He's, you know, he's hyped when other people are making baskets. He seems like a great, you know, a great guy to have around. So um, I like what I see there. And I think what's going to end up happening, what it looks like is trending towards is Robert Williams is going to end up being more of the, you know, starting center, maybe not even starting, but, you know, he'll be like the, you know, ideally get the most minutes. And then Tristan and Tice will sort of be more of the matchup dependent bigs, um, depending on, you know, who we're playing, um, which I think is probably, I mean, it's great. I think that's the reason why we brought to Tristan in is for matchup dependency. Um, someone that we haven't really had in years. Um so uh, if if that's how it goes, and that's fine, um, and you know he's fine. I'm not. I don't want him gone or anything. I don't want to like put get his minutes to zero, but I just think he can. I think he can improve. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so I have, I have defense too on things I've disliked. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're not. You know, we're definitely underperforming there. We're not we're not an awful defensive team. It's just, we're not playing well. Uh, and sure, you know, in spurts, we've shown pretty good, but it's just, just not consistent. And it's been super frustrating to watch. I mean, you know, like, especially those games against Detroit, like they were scoring at will, no resistance. Um, you know, we shouldn't be letting mm. up that many points to Detroit. Uh, you know, I know there's, you know, any given day in the NBA or whatever, but um, you got to at least play play hard than that um and i mean that's pretty much what defense is the nba is just trying hard um and i don't know i I think generally it seems like with these brad stevens teams is they get better defensively as the season goes so you know we're an eighth of the way through um i think that's going to get better but that's that's a glaring one for me yeah no the defense is definitely been disappointing i think we're tied for 19th right now in defensive efficiency and giving it up something like almost 110 points for 100 possessions so it's been a big step back because like you said you look at pretty much all these players individually and no one no one really like sticks out as a bad defender certainly in their own role so like you said that usually means it just comes down to effort so it's something that you you wouldn't necessarily expect from a team like this but again, how much of shouldering the load and doing everything they're doing on offense is causing Jalen and Tatum to maybe, you know, go from hundred percent on defense to 90 or something like that mm. is, um, you know, a possibility and something that you would think they would clean up over the course of the whole season. And in games where it's kind of the moment is bigger, so to speak, but yeah, you don't want to see them play a team like the Pistons and let up 125 points or whatever it was for sure. It's just, just bad, but Again, I, I don't really have any long-term concerns because I, I know this team and I know these guys and they should be good defenders. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I agree. I'm not really too worried about it. But um, so Mason Plumley, you know, Thompson in the post and then right. getting multiple offensive rebounds and it's yeah. 
frustrating and it just it shouldn't happen but well yeah, plum has been know. solid this year surprisingly <laughs> but no he has and i don't mean that the pick pinpoint him like right. that in that one game in, in general it's something that you think you'd want to see them play out yeah exactly um so kind of i didn't really know how to say this i, I don't really want to put it on dislikes because overall it's been great but you know the offense has been great um you know we're I don't know. We're one of the more efficient offenses in the league. I mean, from, you know, pretty much every offensive we're, statistic. We're sixth, sixth right now in the NBA in offensive efficiency. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're field goal percentage is up there. Three-point percentage, you know, top five. I mean, pretty much across the board. I mean, points per game is not, like, through the roof, but I don't really think that's a huge problem for us. Um, you know, we're we're – at least we're pretty much top half in everything and then top five to 10 in the important categories. Um, but the issue I have is sort of the same thing that's been going on the last year or two is just getting stagnant at times. Um, and, you know, you can score, you know, a ton of points and be efficient, but if you go, you know, five, eight minutes or whatever, you know, scoring a couple points or, you know, three minutes, four minutes, not scoring any points. I mean, that can lose you a game. And I think it has probably, you know, a couple times this year. Um, so I think, you know, the reason for that is maybe a lack of, you know, another veteran score like Kemba, um, <laughs> someone, someone who can come in, you know, when we're in just this like funk, we, you know, people are getting too, um, you know, you see him, Jalen going, doing Jalen uh, and Jason, maybe a little bit too much ISO ball. Uh, not that they're not good at it, but, you know, sometimes when you're in a funk, going to ISO isn't the way to do it. Um, and someone like Kemba could come in and, you know, get us a bucket or something. Or um, I just think we need another guy like that that can, you know, right the ship if we're, um, in that sort of funk. And I think that would even make us, you know, even better offensively. Um, so offense is good, obviously, but I still think there's some room for improvement. Um, but, you know, maybe that just means getting Kemba back and getting everybody back healthy. I would say there's room for improvement, but having offense and dislike seems a little unfair. Um, yeah. I mean, like I was saying, I, I don't dislike the offense. It's just, I don't know where to put it. I mean, it's got to go somewhere. And, I think there's overplaying a few bad stretches that we've seen that are, you know, pretty easily correctable. And I think more than anything, when those have specifically happened and what's bothered me is kind of the looks we're getting. And when we get bogged down, like you said, I don't want to say we're too reliant on ISO ball. I almost think it's at times the opposite. I've, I've thought there were times where it seems like Jalen's dominating and then he just kind of disappears from the game almost for too long. And it's, it's one of those tough things where a lot of these guys were talking about who we like, you know, the grants and semis of the world. It's like, we want them and need them to shoot when they're open. But when it's a nine Oh run and we've been scoreless for three minutes and grant yeah. comes off the bench and gets a wide open elbow three, when he misses that shot, it's like, oh, my God, that is not the look we want right there. But, I mean, it really is. So, I, I don't know. I think this is nothing nothing to be concerned about long-term at all other than maybe, you know, Brad, who he's putting in and what he's calling in those mm-hmm. times. But overall, yeah. like, I'm not concerned about the offense at all. No, not either. And the only reason I said it is just because this is something I think that's 
plagued us for a couple of years. Um, and I mean, we've had, you know, roughly the same team the last two years. So I guess that's not, you know, um, it's not to be unexpected, but it's just something that I think we can correct. It's just, I think we will. Uh, I hope it gets corrected. Um, and then you kind of touched on that. You mentioned Brad. Uh, overall, I think Brad's had a decent year, but his rotation is just still confusing me at times. Um, I mean, obviously, Time Lord, we're not really sure what's going on there. I mean, I'm assuming he has a reason for doing it, but, um, you know, like we've been going through these these stretches where we're just not moving the ball or not scoring points, and it's just sometimes I think sometimes I like it when he just lets us try and figure it out. And I think sometimes it works, but then there's other times where it's like, he just lets it go for too long. And, you know, he's, he is who he is. He's a good coach. He's a good X and O's guy. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Brad fan. Um, I think he's fine, but, you know, I think, I think what we expect out of him is to have a good rotation and, and, you know, call the right plays. And I think he's sort of been uh, disappointing from that end for me anyways. I think it's definitely fair to question Brad. Um, and I think, you know, the stuff that it always seems like he calls timeout, you know, a few possessions too late when they're mm -hmm. making a run, when we're facing a run. And um, the only thing, like you said, for me, that's really been disappointing to this point, I guess would just be the rotations. And it's not, you know, we'll talk about probably the two big starting lineup and whatever there. That's, you know, kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I really don't like, like I said, is just kind of yanking around the minutes of not necessarily the rookies because I don't I don't blame him for not playing Neesmith based on what mm. I've seen from him. Um, but it's just like, let's get a consistent role for Grant and Semi. And right. having those guys go from entire games being a DNP right now just makes no sense to me. And I get, again, like we said, stuff is matchup-based. I know that maybe you wouldn't think Semi, you wouldn't, they put, you know, they're playing Carson Edwards in the game when the heat are making a run in the second half for, you know, he got meaningful minutes. I want to say he played over 10 minutes, whereas semi played, he looked good to me in the first half and he didn't play at all in the second half. So right. things like that bother me. I get the log jam at center is tough, mm -hmm. but um, you know, aside from that, I, I think, I think they just need more consistent minutes and they're always saying, you know, when your number's called, you got to be ready and you do obviously, but I just think it would help everyone to have more consistent rotations. Um, but again, and at a certain point, how much of that blame belongs to Danny? Because Brad can only work with the roster he's given. And right. with the positional overlap he has, you know, he's kind of doing his best in a lot of the moves, even when they're frustrating, like the two big lineup is out of the fact where he's looking at his team and who's healthy right now. And he's like, I've got out of my eight best players, four of them, are play best at the same position and that's right. center so it's, yeah. and they're all kind of different, but kind of similar. And it's a role again, that only one of them can play at a time. So, yeah. you know, Brad maybe probably has to do a better job. Um, and you know, he will, it's nine games into a regular season. He's still trying to figure it out, obviously, but uh, it, it's definitely frustrating to watch at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, we've, we have had a lot of guys playing well. Um, you know, I think, let's see, our top 10 in minutes per game, you know, all of 16 or more minutes. So, I mean, 
that's hard to it's hard to have people playing 60 minutes a game consistently. I mean, you're, you're 10th man playing 60 minutes a game consistently. So, I mean, sure. I get he's probably mixing it up to try and get some people more minutes this game and that game. But, um, and I mean, I guess this early in the year is a good time to experiment. But, I mean, I, I think I'd probably rather see maybe the, you know, minutes consistency and, you know, the total minutes go down, but minutes consistency go up a little bit. You know, like, I don't know, Shemi playing, like you said, and Grant, let's see, Shemi's at like at 16 a game. Grant's at 19, but like you said, they'll go a whole half without seeing any time. And I mean, that's, I don't understand just, how that's beneficial yeah, to the team the or to the player. What's that? Yeah, it's, it's like the zigging and the zagging of the minutes. Yeah. Just, uh, right. you know, most of these guys, it's, it sounds, when you say the averages, it sounds fine. But like we said, Grant at the beginning, you see it at some games, it looks like he's in there, you know, for a ton of minutes, other games to get a literal DNP for the whole game. Like, right. You can only play the matchup so much. If he's one of your best guys, he shouldn't sit an entire game for exactly. when he's perfectly healthy. Up. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, like you said, we have a lot of overlap and positions and um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good that we have a lot of guys playing well, but, you know, hmm. not having enough minutes for him has kind of been a problem we've had for like the last four years is that we've had a lot of good players, but uh, not well, enough time. I, I just, I just think it's uh, something that we can figure out. But I mean, if you're going to go forward with, you know, one of these guys, when, you know, the rotations start to tighten up, you know, close, we get to the end of the year in the playoffs. I mean, you know, I think maybe that'll start to happen as we get closer, but uh, it'd be nice to see something, you know, some more consistency, I guess, out of Brad. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, again, a lot of it is just trying different things seeing what's out there showcase and stuff and probably, you know, fixing to, to truly determine what's kind of the best course of action. Cause it, it feels like a trade has got to be coming just to kind of mm-hmm. consolidate somewhere or, you know, make a, a more reasonable looking rotation. Yeah. Um, something that just makes more sense positionally. We, you know, we have too many bigs. We need a wing. It yeah. seems like something's going to happen, but until it does, you know, this is probably kind of what we're looking at, a, a guessing game on given yeah. nights of which guys will get the minutes. Yeah, and I mean, once once Kemba's back too, I mean, things will probably, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot more minutes that need to need to get allocated to him. So, I mean, it could get even a little more confusing, but I think hopefully by that time we'll have a good sense of, you know, who Brad and Danny think are going to be the guys going forward, you know, playoffs and the end of the year so um we'll see i mean i i don't know i guess i trust brad to figure it out um but i don't think it's unreasonable to question him uh, at this point um do you have any other dislikes you'd like to uh, talk about well um again i don't necessarily want to say i dislike the player or anything he's doing but watching Daniel Tice play the four has not been ideal. No. Oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> um, so, I mean, again, I, I get all this talk of like, oh, we got to try out the big lineup. We got to be get ready. And, but I mean, again, we have are some, they're just who our best players are. I get what he's trying to do, but like, it just doesn't work in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. Tice is just, he's not a true enough floor stretcher. It's nice that he can shoot the three. But to have another big in there and Tice sitting on the wing launching up threes is just not good. 
and you know it, it's just a, it's just tough to have him in there in that position so I kind of feel bad for him because he deserves more you know he did he did nothing wrong to kind of lose his role right it's just the fact that Brian Thompson and Time Lord look so good that it's like I don't want Tice playing four yeah. And I, you know, the whole, we were going to need to see this in the playoffs, like against who, you know, what teams do we have to play yeah. two centers against? I, I don't think that there's ever a situation really in the playoffs, like where I would want to see that. And it's, you know, we're playing the heat and they're starting bam and Olenek fine. Then start someone small and take advantage of Olenek on the other end. Like yeah. we don't have to just match up with who's out there. I, I mean, and I, I think, again, I think Brad knows that this is the case. I think he's mm-hmm. seen pretty clearly, all right, this isn't a good lineup, but, you know, he's kind of just strapped with who we have right now. So I think, it, you know, it just comes back to the log jam at center. And unfortunately with Tice's contract coming up and we're not going to pay a lot of money for a big, I just think he's going to end up being the odd man out and might be traded. But, you know, we'll see in these next next four games without uh, if those other, you know, if, Robert and Thompson and Grant all have to sit out. Tice is going to go back to his usual starting center role and mm-hmm. probably going to be playing 35 minutes a game, right. I would think, next week or so. So we'll That's see. Fine, uh, I mean, and it's I'm not sure. that he's been bad. You know, it's not a knock on him. It's just the kind of the, the situation and the construction of the roster has right. made it made it kind of tough to figure out what his role is. And I think he's he's probably the most likely guy to end up being the odd man out. It looks like if there's a trade or someone just kind of is out of the rotation, and it sucks for him. And we all like him, but yeah, I'm happy we. I mean, I'm happy we have him, obviously, especially for this reason. Now, he's, still good, very he's, he's our only center, um, so he'll fill that role fine because that's who he's been the last. You know, who's who he was last year? Absolutely, um, and his floor stretching as a five is good. It's just yeah. you know. When you're playing four, it's it's not so yeah. it's tough. And again, you know, we we always joke about the the war on Tice, so to speak, and all these yeah. ridiculous whistles he get. But at a certain point, like it's not some fluke anymore. That's just how the refs seem to call the game for him. So mm-hmm. it's almost just part of his game now. He just gets right. an awful whistle. He commits a shitload of fouls, and yeah. he never gets fouled. So like it sucks. And again, it's not fair to him, but it's, right. it's just objectively what's happening. <laughs> I was saying, I. Don't un, I don't know how he keeps it together. Like, has he ever had a technical for like arguing with the ref? I don't think. If he know. has, it's it's very rare. But I mean, if I were him, <laughs> or I mean, if any, if he was any other player in the league, he would probably get teed up twice a game. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you keep your composure. Start getting teed up so that maybe that will get him a better whistle at this point. Yeah, honestly, maybe. Seems he's crazy. too timid. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it seems like more than a coincidence almost at this point because it's yeah. so consistent. Um, I want to throw an honorable mention out. Uh, not somebody I'm disappointed with, but somebody I'm expecting a little bit more from. And I don't want you to overreact when I say this, okay? <laughs> but um, I'm hoping we can get a little bit more out of Marcus Smart this year. Um, overall, you know, he's been Marcus for the most part. He's been doing, you know, the little things. And um, I'm happy with the amount of three-pointers he's taken. His three-point percentage is up. I think he's had a good number. I am i don't like the games where he's shooting, like, 10 to 12 threes. And, I mean, I know sometimes he gets hot, but 
think he's right around five right now. He makes, you know, if he makes two or three, I'm happy. Um, but, you know, he's over 40% from three. So I'm happy with that. His assists, I'm very happy with. I think he's he's around six, six and a half or something. Um, like the way he's running the offense. Um, but I think he still has, I think he can still settle into a more consistent Marcus role. Uh, sometimes I don't like some of his shot selection. Um, overall threes, I've liked the shot selection for the most part, but um, I think it was, was that last game where he had a couple, uh, he took it to the, he drove a couple times late in the game. Um, I know one, he did, he, he took a drive early in the shot clock when we should have just been burning some time. Um, He's trying I don't to get the know. Yeah. He was, it was almost like he was trying to get a two for one when yeah. we just needed to burn clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few little mental hiccups like that. Um, but overall, overall, I like the way he's playing offensively. Um, his, his, he hasn't been super as efficient from the free throw line as he has, which is disappointing because he's been a rock from the free throw line the last couple of years. Um, and this year he's almost been, hasn't seemed to have that confidence going to the line. Um, you know, he's not like shooting the 60%, but he's probably somewhere in the seventies or he's usually in the 80%, which isn't a huge difference, but it's, it's something it's noticeable anyways. Um, I mean, I was, I noticed it before I even looked at the numbers. Um, two point, uh, two point percentage is, I think he's only shooting like a, 33% from two, which I think he, he should be able to shoot like 40, 50% from two. I mean, I, I like, I like his mid range game. Um, I don't want him taking, you know, a ton of mid range shots, but I like how he plays mid range. I like, you know, I like when he gets down low and takes a controlled layout for a shot, you know, in the paint. Um, you know, I think, like we said, it's very early in the year. He'll, level it out and get back to being Marcus. But there's a lot of things I like from him. And there's a few things where I think he can, you know, even improve a little bit more. Well, believe it or not, I'm going to come to Marcus's defense. No, I understand. I expect it. Um, I think that, you know, the offensive stuff, I actually have, have been pleasantly surprised by the shot selection. I think if anything, it's improved. And I think we've seen, you know, I can think of multiple examples where he's kind of hesitated a second and has made an extra pass, especially, you know, um, he's gotten open threes and passed them up for dunks and layups a few times, which has been a change. And again, you know, part of it is Kemba's gone. He's the starting point guard, which isn't a role he's had. So his usage is up, which, you know, would lead to, you know, maybe some dips in efficiency. And like you said, the free throw percentage has been down a little, but it, it feels like he's getting to the line so much more. And he's been a guy at times who will go in there and draw a foul where, you know, maybe you'd like someone else to be doing it, but someone's got to do it. And, yeah. you know, you talked about selection late in games. I think, you know, the play the other night against Miami where the last two minute report said he did draw a foul with 1.8 seconds left. So it's, right. it's hard to get too upset about that take. And again, they, they, they rushed at Tatum and doubled him at half court. So he had to give the ball up. I think Smart caught it at almost half court with like six seconds left. He ice, He's ISOed against Duncan Robinson. He mm-hmm. blows by him and draws a foul. They didn't call it. I'm 100% okay with that. And then the one against Detroit, almost 
almost the same situation. And, you know, that he missed a lefty layup that he usually makes and it sucks, but I thought it was a fine possession, certainly. So I don't know. I, I think those are, uh, those are nitpicks. Cause again, you know, he's Marcus and we expect the world from him, but I, I think he's been, he's been rock solid. I think his offense has been, if anything better. And again, he's been asked to do a lot with Kemba out and, you know, it's been, it's been a different, a different situation. And that's kind of the thing. He's such a switch Swiss army knife that we ask him to do so much and expect him to do everything well. So I get, you know, I get what you're saying when anything is, is off, you know, if, if there's anything that I would has actually really bothered me with him this year, it was the foul he committed on hero the other night at the buzzer of the first half oh, yeah. 70 feet away, which even after watching the replay, it's like, you know, maybe you didn't foul him, but why the hell are you even doing that? Yeah. It was frustrating. That drove me nuts, but, uh, you know, he's made enough of the opposite kind of plays where I'll, mm-hmm. I'll gladly give him the benefit of the doubt. So yeah. he, you know, we've gone into the year, so Nang, he's going to have to be our third best player, and he's lived up to that, you know, as as we knew he would. So mm-hmm. I think that's, a dislike is unfair there. No, I, that's why I didn't want to say dislike. I think it's just room for improvement. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I guess that's, you know, that can be with anybody, but, you know, his, his offense is fine. I like – his overall shot attempts are down 3%. Uh, Three-point attempts are down slightly, but percentage is up. Um, it's just basically the, the two-point efficiency, which obviously is just, you yeah. know, early in the year. Not, but not doing a lot of twos. I mean, he's shooting twos if it's mostly, you know, yeah. he's trying to get to the rack. And they're not calling a foul. He's shooting a floater for the most mm-hmm. part. I feel like he's taking good shots and the shots we want him to take, which is yeah. really all you can ask. Yeah. I'm uh... – I just wanted to throw that out there to the to the universe, <laughs> see what see what kind of reaction I'd get. Um, Not a good one. <laughs> so that's all I have for dislikes. Um, what do you you have anything else to add, or does that pretty much sum it up for you? Um, I mean, it's not something that's worth talking about for a long time, but I I kind of feel like I have to put you know Carson Edwards as a dislike. He's mm. he's had some good minutes at times, but it's it's hard to see it happening for him at this point. I don't know. He just seems like a guy who needs the ball in his hands to make a big impact. Like he's a guy who should be a high impact guy. And I know this is coming off, you know, a couple of games where he, he did play well, mm-hmm. but um, I, yeah, I just don't know. It's, it's getting like frustrating to see him in there. And again, another opportunity where it's like really missed the G league. Cause I think he's a guy who would just benefit from playing a lot, getting his confidence up having a high usage rate where, you know, it seems like he's going to thrive in a role where he's like Allen Iverson. And yeah, I just right. don't see him ever getting that role in this league, unfortunately. So no, I know. Uh, yeah. it's, it's tough. And then on, on a team where, like you said, we're so such a tough fight for minutes mm-hmm. he's been kind of a victim of, uh, you know, what every fan wants us to stay, you know, to go for winning at all, but also develop young kids at the same time. And right hard to do that and a kid like that especially now when there's no g league is kind of left behind and it, it feels like we're we're trending in that direction and i wonder if even him playing at all is just so that you know people remember he's in the nba and we can throw right. Right. like i think a lot of it is it, at a certain point you if you sit these guys too much we have they have no trade value at all mm-hmm. yeah so, and i mean I, I wouldn't put i mean i didn't put him on there because I mean, I thought it was pretty much a given that, you know, Carson has was a dislike, but he's been on my dislike for, you know, two years now. Um, 
but he is third on the team in um, points per 36. I don't know if you knew that. So maybe he's just not getting the minutes. Well, that's, um, I mean, that's almost kind of <laughs> a joke, but that's kind of my point is that he needs like a, a big role to succeed. And I just don't. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on Carson. Um, you know, he seems like, I don't know, he seems like a fine kid, but I mean, yeah. I think the only way he was going to be good you know, it'd be, you know, any sort of a player is to be a good above average shooter. And mm-hmm. he's just not, I mean, I thought he was going to be able to hit threes. He's, you know, I don't know what his career is, but he's shooting like 20% from three this year, um, which just clearly isn't good. Uh, last year he was like 32%, which is a little better, but um He's just not – he's not a good enough shooter. He's not big enough. I mean, that – was that last game where he had a couple fast break layups in a row? Or I don't know if it was in a row, yeah. but in a short span. He had a couple – he had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, like, the most impressed with I've ever been with him. Um, and I thought, like, if he can do a little bit of that, I wasn't – I didn't yeah. hate that. But I don't still think. Oh, that's... I like it, and you know, he was he was a stud in college. So and yeah, you know, I loved him in college. It looks good, but I think he's just a little too small to not be a point guard. And you know, he hasn't been that knockdown shooter. He kind of needs to be at that height. So he's he's just not bringing him enough, bringing enough to the table, and the minutes aren't really there for him to figure it out on the fly. So it's right. tough. And uh, you know, it looks like those minutes are going to get tougher because just live here Friday at five thirty, we got an update that Kemba Walker has just been cleared to return to practice. So no way. Yeah, that is uh, the latest injury up to practice. So, I mean, I don't know how soon that means he'll play or, you know, I'm Mm. sure he'll be on a minute restriction or whatever. But uh, at least personally, I was not expecting to hear news like this this soon, certainly. So that's that's great news. And uh, for almost everyone, but uh, to wrap up the Carson Edwards conversation, Kemba Mm. coming back would probably be the end of any minutes for him. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, that kind of was unexpected, I guess, but I keep forgetting it's January. And I know everyone is saying January, end of January, which, I mean, I guess, you know, it might take him a couple of weeks to get up to speed. So maybe there's no rush. Maybe it shouldn't have been unexpected. Um, but that's good to hear. Uh, I'll have to get a breaking news sounder for uh, for next time. We, we always have to have one of those ready. Uh, all right. So. Let's see, should we hit on the um, starting closing lineup, like, you know, sort of the rotation we're looking for? Do you want to, do you want to get into, you know, season long confidence or where we're at? I mean, where do you want to hit next? Yeah, no, I mean, I think we've, we kind of run through the obvious stuff of, it's kind of pretty good wrap up of the team. So I think, uh, you know, the, the lineups, I don't think it's worth wasting a ton of time on the starting lineup because I think when Kemba's healthy, it really doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's, it's, I think it all comes down to, can we successfully trade a big, probably Tice for a wing to make mm-hmm. our roster and our kind of, you know, best, however many guys make sense. But at the end of the day, in a playoff series, you're playing what nine guys probably at the most. Yeah. I think no matter what, you know, our best five guys are Kemba, Marcus, Jalen, Jason, and whatever center out of Rob Tyson, uh, Thompson is playing the best and is still on the team. So that's yeah. five. And then whoever's still there as the backup is the sixth, mm-hmm. you know, 
Uh, Pritchard looks like he's taken over Teague's spot as the first guard off the bench. And then it's, you know, a healthy Romeo, semi Grant if they're playing well. And, um, you know, if we trade for a veteran wing with a TPE, like those are the guys. We've got enough guys. If everyone's healthy, it's all kind of moot. It's, it's right. just, you know, it's easy to get mad right now about these stupid lineups and rotations, but I don't think it really affects like the crunch time lineup in a situation where it matters. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, you know, we're assuming. Kemba comes back healthy, and uh, there's really no yeah, I mean, if you, on starting and closing lineups. Right. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, like if he's not healthy, we'll we'll revisit this maybe in um, you know a couple months. But yeah, it's probably you're probably right. We shouldn't waste too much time on that. Um, no, I just getting mad about the two bigs seems like a waste of time. Yeah, we'll for, we'll forget it happened in a in a couple of weeks, I'm sure. Um, so I guess. Just kind of to wrap it up. I mean, we're an eighth of the eighth of the way through the season. Um, how are you feeling overall? Do you feel better than you did coming the season? Worse? Same? Um, has anything really changed for you as far as expectations? Whether that's this year, next year, or future? Um, what's just what's your pulse on the Celtics right now? Well, I think uh, people were, you know, pushing the panic button a little bit after the first three to five games, perhaps. So maybe waiting the extra week to record this has helped everyone calm down a little now that we've won. Exactly. In a row. That's why, that's why I kept pushing Miami it out. Right. <laughs> That'll help, certainly. Um, but, I mean, at, an, at no point was kind of my long-term outlook changed because, again, as we just said, without Kemba, you know, Kemba changes everything. We knew that the team would probably – struggle at first so I think if you look at who they've played and the fact that they're six and three with the guys they've had available it's it's you can't say that's a disappointment certainly um right you know maybe which games they've won and lost would have been a surprise and but you know that's again it's the NBA regular season it's learning things overall I think if anything the long-term outlook looks better because of you know Jalen's new ceiling so to speak and uh you know Tatum has only continued to look like he'll someday be an MVP candidate sooner than later at this rate. So mm-hmm. long-term outlook still, you know, just as positive. I think what, at the beginning of the year, I had them as a three seed. And uh, I think that's still probably about fair. I think they're right where we thought they were, you know, they're in that mm-hmm. mix. If come back and looks good, they're as much of a contender as, you know, anyone given yeah. variables here and there, but I, I feel pretty similarly to how I did before the season started that we're, you know, at full strength, we're a contender now. And I'm even more excited about kind of the, the ceiling of the team down the road around, you know, the two J's and Marcus or what have you. Yeah. And um, for me, I was one of those people that was probably overreacting a bit at the beginning of the year. Um, <laughs> so if you asked me, a, you know, a week or two ago, I probably would have said, you know, panic, but blow it up. But um, right now, I mean, I guess it's kind of what, you know, where we expected we'd be or I expected we'd be, um, you know, in the, in the off season. Um, we're, you know, we're solid. Um, and whether we're good enough to win anything depends on if Kemba's healthy enough. Um, not entirely. I mean, We'll be a good team, I think, regardless. And, you know, when I say good, I mean, you know, ideally 
five, a three, four, five seed, something like that. Um, but without a healthy, you know, Kemba, then it's probably moot. I mean, we're not going to win anything without him, unfortunately, not this year. Um, I mean, I think with Jalen's, the step he's taken, the steps Tatum continues to take, and if we get Kemba back at even close to what he was, I mean, you could make an argument that those three is the best trio in the league and that, you know, throw Marcus in there. It's like our best players are very good. Yeah, right. (laughs) There's really never any doubt about them. The other guys, you know, so far, mostly I've liked what I've seen. We're going to need bigger roles. We'll see how it all works out as we've been saying all along. But I think when we're healthy and we have our best guys, we're pretty damn hard to beat. So, uh, you know, I still feel just as good as I have. We'll, we'll just see how the kind of the stuff at the margins and the, the injury luck and whatnot plays out. Right. Um, yeah, overall agreed. I think, uh, I don't think really much has changed for either of us. Sounds like, so, um, we'll just, uh, cross our fingers that, that Kemba's going to come back and, um, be the Kemba of old and hopefully we can make a real run this year. Um, uh, Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? No, I think that's pretty much uh, pretty much hit it for me. I think we've gone over it all, ready to uh, sit back, hopefully see another win tonight against the Wizards, although we'll be very shorthanded for the next few games. So um, see how it plays out. Hopefully uh, get a few more wins and hopefully now, you know, look forward to getting Kemba back and seeing what this team can really look like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, so let's check in next week maybe, give these uh, – give this new lineup a chance to settle in, see what they look like. But um, yeah, you know, this was good. We'll uh, chat soon and uh, see what we look like tonight. All right. Sounds like a plan. Right, I'll talk to you later, man. I'm giving my yeah. No disrespect, but I send them to where the Kennedys dwell. Sick as a young Ozzy, Osborne. Osborne to be kamikaze. That's airborne. Pop you like Osti Spumanti. Body meet the-